Welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henschel, Horticulture Educator for the University of Illinois Extension Service. And I wanted to cover just a, really a couple topics this week, uh, hopefully in enough depth that it uh, will be helpful to everyone. And those two topics are bird seed and feeding the birds. And then um, kind of an outside-inside activity, and that is uh, firewood and fireplaces and outdoor fire pits. Uh, so these are both pretty good topics this time of year. We get a lot of questions into the Extension Office, both phone, email to master gardeners and other educators about these kinds of things. Um, and uh, the commonality between the two of them is this is typically a, a, a fall activity and the fact that to, to do either one of these well, we need to do a little planning, uh, some of the uh, planning ahead to be really successful. Um, and so I really wanted to perhaps start here with the birds and the bird feeding first. Um, f feeding the birds really means starting um, earlier than later. Uh, the birds need to know that there's going to be a source of food available to them uh, throughout the winter in your yard um, so that they get into a regular habit of knowing that uh, there's food there, there's, there, that's a place to show up. And, and there will be something to eat. Um, so starting early and, and the continuation of that feeding throughout the winter months is critical uh, to really sustain them throughout the winter months. And the other part I wanted to address, it's, uh, it's so easy to just think we're doing the greatest thing when we buy one of these, a big bag of... Uh, Every kind of seed you can imaginable, hoping to attract every kind of bird imaginable, is maybe thinking about focusing on uh, a select group of seeds or a single seed maybe even, uh, and, um, and attracting that specific bird that enjoys that food out there. So, um, and it can actually, while single seed packages may seem to cost more than this generic big bag does, overall, um, there are some economies there in that there's not going to be any wasted seed. Uh, when you have a general purpose feed out there, seed out there, uh, some birds will, or a lot of birds will get onto the feeder and pick through it, kicking out what they don't want to eat uh, down on the ground. Uh, causing other birds to forage, or they won't even forage on the ground for it. They're taking their turn at the feeder, they'll kick out everything they don't want to eat. Uh, so there can be a lot of waste in, in, in that regard. And then um, all that seed that isn't eaten right out of the feeder, again, ends up on the ground or the patio, and that's just a great attractant for uh, all sorts of four-legged critters that will also use that uh, seed um, for an energy source through the winter and if that's okay by you um, really uh, nothing else needs to be done but if you are, are uh, interested in, in putting your dollars to the best use perhaps in that sense go ahead and uh, and, and consider using uh, a bird seed that uh, attracts some specific kinds of birds um, uh, that you would really enjoy seeing over the winter um, the other Part of this uh, bird seed bird feeder story is that uh, if you're going to go with some some very specific kinds of seeds, oftentimes they require a specific feeder. So if you're going to feed thistles, they just don't go in the typical cedar that we're used feeder that we're used to. Um, they require a, a, a bit of a special. Uh, 
uh, feeder so that the seed comes out in a measured uh, and again a non-wasted way for those those birds that are there feeding. So I already mentioned that it's really important to start early and to feed the birds all winter long. Um, and most of us also think of feeding the birds, but sometimes we don't think about the fact that uh, in a winter where it gets pretty cold outside consistently, there's no open open water around. Everything is frozen up tight. So the other part of feeding the birds is considering the use of a feeder and, and a bird bath with a heating element. So start early, think about the water, think about your seed choice, and think about your feeder, uh, and you'll have a lot of fun feeding the birds. Now on to firewood for a minute or two. Um, we go out and we purchase what we call seasoned firewood, and that really means it's been split and cut uh, if the logs are over six inches in diameter. And hopefully seasoned means it's had a long opportunity to dry. And some of the ways we know we're buying a dry, would be dry, buying dry firewood on at least on a whole log is going to be the fact that it will have the end of the wood will, where the cuts were made, will look gray in color, and you will see checked and cracked marks throughout the end of the log. That's a good indication that that, uh, that is a seasoned piece of, uh, of firewood. Um, firewood still, while we want it to be dry, firewood still needs uh, somewhere around the range of 20 or so percent moisture in the log or in the wood so that it burns properly and will that, that will help you limit the amount of smoke uh, that that gives off. Um, the other half of that story is now that you've spent the money for a good quality firewood, uh, once it's in your yard, you need to keep it dry because it will reabsorb moisture at every rain, um, when we have mists, when we have actual storms. So you want to keep that firewood dry. You I said you, uh, you paid a good dollar uh, to have it come to your yard in that way. So uh, we really do need to keep it. So as you store it, it should be stored and stacked so that air movement continues through it and you have a reasonable, easy way to cover it up and uncover it as you need to take firewood off the pile. Uh, that might be as uh, simple as a, one of the inexpensive uh, polypropylene tarps. That might be laying um, pieces of plywood on the top of the pile. The idea is you don't want direct water getting into that pile and making the wood uh, wetter than it, than it needs to be. Um, and if you don't make that something that's easy, chances are you end up leaving the pile open, uncovered, and then um, and and then the, the then it will not burn nearly as well as it would have had you maintained that a 20% or so moisture content in there. As a general rule, um, the heavier the firewood, given the same um, moisture content, the more heat it's going to give off because that wood that's heavier is more dense and has more energy in it so you'll be able to get more heat out of it. It's never a good idea to burn green wood especially like in the home because it generates a whole lot of smoke and adds typically adds lots and lots of creosote to the chimney which is never a good thing. Outdoors while the smoke might not be a problem you're still not getting the heat you want off the off the fire pit outside while you're sitting there and in the cooler or colder temperatures. So you really want to make sure that you get the dry wood, you maintain it as such, and uh, 
and, and go from there. The other quick point would be uh, don't bring in any more firewood inside than you're going to burn in about a week. Bugs will come out of their cold diapause or hibernation stage in about a week. And while they don't do any damage in the home, they're certainly going to be a nuisance. So no more firewood in the home than you're going to get to burn up in about a week. Well, this has been Richard Tencho with this week's Green Side Up. Always a pleasure. I'll be back again next week.